peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What is good? Let's get into this today. So at the time I am recording this, for those of you who don't know, I am on several different social media platforms. I am on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Minds, I'm on Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Parler. I am trying to spread myself across as many social media platforms as possible. I don't post as often as I should on some of them, but my daily uh, vlog slash podcast is always posted on all of the podcast platforms I just mentioned and on mine's and on Instagram and on YouTube. Why do I mention this? Well, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I don't want to assume their motives, even though I have my suspicions. But when I went to load my video for today, which is Tuesday, I record my videos a day in advance. I actually just recently started doing that. So I could not post to Instagram and they cited weird account activity. Now, I'm I use my computer. That's how I upload my my videos to Instagram. I uploaded from my computer on the Instagram uh, website. It's just easier and you can do longer videos that way. They said there was weird account activity. I, I put my video on there. It was done processing. I went to post. Immediately I was logged out of my account, cited something about weird account activity and I had to verify myself and they said I should have the account back within 24 hours. I went to view my public Instagram account from my private page and there was no post. It says no post yet. So I don't know what exactly is going on. Like I said, I have my my suspicions. Now for that reason, if this happens to be posted to Instagram tomorrow, I am admonishing everyone who follows me, go follow me on all these other platforms. We need to stop putting all our eggs in one basket. And if Instagram decides to shut me down, if YouTube decides to shut me down, I am on some what I consider, at least for now, to be free and open platforms being Parler and Minds. And hopefully my podcast doesn't get shut shut down on any of these other platforms. But needless to say, we need to stop putting all our eggs in one basket. I'm going to tell you what I will not do. We live, we live in a country, the United States, for people who listen to me in, in different countries. I definitely appreciate it. But here in the United States, we have something called freedom of speech. Instagram is a company based in the United States, owned by Facebook, a United States company. I would like to believe 
that these companies value and honor our U.S. Constitution. These companies are platforms. They're not publishers. So they're not held liable for anything that me or anybody else on their platform says. There's no need for them to delete any videos or censor anyone. Now, I don't know for a fact that that's what's happening to me, so I'm not going to say that. Maybe somebody tried to hack into my account. I checked my email, didn't see anything weird. It didn't look like anyone was trying to change my password or anything like that. So I don't know what's going on. So I don't want to assume their motives. But like I said, if I were you guys, I would follow me on all of these other platforms. We need to stop putting all our eggs in one basket. It's it's already been proven. If, if you do not follow Project Veritas, I highly admonish you to do so. These these social media platforms are not playing fair. But with that being said, what do I want to get into today? So we went through couple weeks, several weeks of this idea of defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. As I said before, there's an argument to be made for that. Policing for profit, definitely a problem. I will keep repeating that. But these people who call for defunding the police really mean abolish police. And is defunding the police really a good idea if the police legitimately need better training? Maybe the maybe the budget for the police is too bloated in the first place. Maybe we need to cut out some pork. And we don't necessarily have to worry about defunding. We can defund, cut out some pork and, and actually get to training. Maybe that's the case. But these people calling for the abolishment of the police. We are we are becoming victims and falling to narratives that are really to our detriment. We're attaching ourselves to groups, to believe, to belief systems, to ideologies that are dangerous and they seem harmless, but they're really dangerous and we're not paying attention to what people are saying. Now, for my people out there who are believers, I got something to discuss amongst us for everybody to listen to, but, but I want to go over some Bible verses and really analyze this idea of being against against the government. Now, I'm not saying that we have to be quiet and not say anything and not talk about the topics when the government is isn't acting accordingly. But there's a certain anarchist and government overthrow attitude that I don't believe that the believer can biblically hold and walk with God. And I think I can actually show that from the Bible. Let's get to it. And I've gone over these verses before. Let's do it again. In the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, we'll start at verse 13 and... Mm, let's see, I think we'll go probably down to 17 or so. Let's go. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers 
and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. I often wonder when I read verses why certain things are said. There's nothing new under the sun. Like the, the things we experience and go through now is not new. Men hating government, hating kings, kings being evil, governments being evil. That's been going on for eons. As long as there's been man on earth, that's been going on. But looking at these verses, can I, as a believer, hold a position and an attitude of subverting the government? Absolutely not. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Now, what are we honoring about the king? We're not honoring a wicked man. There were kings in the Old Testament that were wicked, but men respected the position. And I believe that's what this is dealing with here. I'm going through the book of uh, the book of Jeremiah actually, and I and I I saw something very interesting in a book. So there was there was prophets that came, and they were pretty much telling the children of Israel, "Don't submit to to Babylon and the Chaldeans. They were they were coming to to subjugate." Israel, right? The Chaldeans and the Babylonians was running through, taking over everything. You know what God said? God sent the prophet Jeremiah and said, you tell the people, don't you believe any of these false prophets that are telling you to war against the, the Chaldeans and against the king of Babylon? I sent the king of Babylon. You submit to him or I'll wipe your nation off the face of the earth. And you say this to all the nations. I sent him. And I'm like, man, that's this is kind of crazy. You would think it'd be the other way around. Like, yo, Babylon's coming in. We need to overthrow this dude. It's not what God said. Now, that's I, I don't want to generically apply what happened there in the Old Testament to everything going on now. That wasn't my point. My point is. Sometimes, especially as believers, we think that we have the right position where that we're and, and now mind you, where the government parts with the scripture, I stick with the Bible. Right. If, if, the, if the government tells me I can't worship God, they just going to have to lock a brother up. Worshiping God is going to happen. Right. But but other than that, other than the government violating the scripture, we are to pray for our leaders. The Bible tells us that. Here's another thing to consider. If the Bible tells, tells us to pray for our leaders that we might live a quiet and peaceable life, you don't think it's a stretch that maybe we need to be involved in some of these conversations going on? Yeah, I don't think it's a stretch. We need to be involved. But there's, I believe there's, there are people who are truly saved that have not really 
delved into the Bible on many issues and don't understand that we don't have the liberty to just decide that, well, the government's doing this and I don't like it. I'm just going to do my own thing. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. I don't have the liberty to just go my own way and do whatever I want. Now, that doesn't mean we have to like what's going on. And, and so for this reason, we need to be involved in these public conversations, in these public debates, in debates about policy, in debates about what's going on. Because if we're not involved, and I've said this before, we can't then be mad when these things devolve. You can't remove yourself from a conversation, then be mad at the direction a conversation went. You removed yourself. What did you think was going to happen? But again, we attach ourselves to movements that are dangerous and that are subversive and we're not paying attention. So why would I bring up all of this? This article, Ilhan Omar. I'm not going to say anything disparaging about this woman, I don't know her, but what I will say at a cursory glance and reading her comments, this is not just based off hearsay. This is not based off what I heard somebody else say about her. I've watched videos. I've heard her speak. I've read her comments. This woman is dangerous and I am astonished that she was even elected. Not so astonished because if I'm not mistaken, the district that she's in it's 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 heavily um, um, populated with Somali immigrants. Now, that's not me saying anything negative about Somali immigrants. I'm just saying she you know, this is this is her people group. They're proud. She's running. They want her to get elected. I understand that. I get that. But this woman is dangerous, super dangerous and super subversive. And I think people need to be very careful about supporting people in groups like this. Let's read some of her comments from this article. I highlighted some things. The Minnesota Democrat told constituents Tuesday that most uh, that that most national conversations about the death of George Floyd and the coronavirus pandemic failed to realize the size and scope of change she envisions. You have to read between the lines when people say things. How exactly does she want to change what's what's going on? What what is her vision of change? I'm going to say this and this is going to seem like an attack. Some people are not going to like it, but this is the truth and we need to pay attention. She's from Somalia. There's many Somali immigrants in Minnesota that would love Sharia law to be enacted in the United States. I am not in favor of that. The beauty of the U.S. Constitution, this is the beauty of it. It is not a perfect document. It is not comparable to the Bible. I do not idolize that document and I do not idolize my country. But the beauty in that document is that it, it recognizes we don't need to infringe on people's right to worship. And we need to make sure that the country is not governed by, by how they worship. 
because I worship the God of the Bible. She worships the God of the Quran. It is not the same God. It is, this is not meant to be offensive. I am just telling you, the God of the Quran and the God of the Bible is not the same God. We do not worship the same God. We do not believe the same thing. I am not against her freedom to worship however she wants to worship. But that just that that is what it is. So she wants to enact Sharia law, right? So here's the problem. Well, let me let me take that back. I'm not saying she wants to enact Sharia law. I don't know that because I don't know her, but I know some of her constituents. I've listened to 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 some people from uh, uh, some Somali immigrants from Minnesota. And I'm not saying all Somali immigrants. That's not what I'm saying. But I've heard some of their arguments. Right. Some of the some of the clerics in some of these communities, they want Sharia law enacted in the United States. The problem with that is that's your religious law. You are free to practice that. You are not free to make that a mandate across the United States. And this is the beauty of our Constitution. I have the freedom to worship. I have the freedom to believe the Bible and live by the Bible, but I can't force you to live by the Bible. And that's the beauty of this country. I can witness to people. I can preach the gospel in hopes that people get saved, accept and receive the Lord Jesus Christ and thus live their life out according to this book. But I don't have a right to legislate my religious belief and force that on you. The beauty of the U.S. Constitution. So what, what, why did I go through all of that? I don't know her motives. I've listened to some of her constituents in her state. And when she says that conversations about the death of George Floyd and the coronavirus pandemic fail to realize the size and scope of change she envisions, you should be afraid and you should pay attention. More of her comments. As long as our economy and political system prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. Now, let me tell you something. I think it is very condescending for people to tell me that I should feel oppressed. Don't tell me how I should feel. That's condescending. I haven't felt oppression myself. I haven't felt inequality myself in the United States. Now, does that mean some people don't experience that? Of course, some people experience inequality. Of course, it happens. I'm saying I that's not my experience. Any goal I've had, anything I've wanted to do, any profit I've wanted to make, I've been able to do that. I've profited in this country just like anybody else can. I've had the same opportunities anybody else has had. Were there some situations that I might have had to work a little harder than other people? Sure, absolutely. But I've had the same opportunity. I've been able to do some of the same things. More of our comment. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. 
You want me to read in between the lines there? She wants to rip this whole thing apart. I don't know this woman's heart. I know I've listened to different things she said and coupling different comments that she said with these comments right here and knowing what some of her constituents would like to see happen. This woman is dangerous. Her ideas are dangerous. And this is the problem that I, that I wanted to bring out in discussing all this. There are people and believers that get caught up in these different movements. And there's people who will hear her talk and it sounds good. It sounds so good. And you want to agree with her and you want to go along with this. Yeah, she's fighting for justice, for what's right. You are calling for your own shackles. And there's a lot of these groups out there that people are following behind and they don't realize they're calling for their own shackles. We don't have a perfect government. But I would like to say it's been pretty good. Yes, there is government overreach and there's things that we need to fix. Tearing down the whole system is not one of those things. What does she want to replace it with? That should scare you. That should worry you. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up in the hype of, well, you know, we're all oppressed minorities. Nah, nah, I can't go with that. I can't go with that. You see, because if all it takes, if all it takes to get you behind someone is to put a face that looks like you or somebody who you perceive has the same experience to get you to go along with something, we are doomed. When people say things, I don't care who it is. I look into them. Like, I don't. Yeah. Okay. You can You come from where I come from. Okay. Whatever. What are you about? Let me look into you. Let me dig into this and see what you're about. We need to stop getting caught in this trap of just supporting and going along with anything. For those of us believers, we need to understand that this this there is a growing anarchist mentality that is being adopted by believers. And that's alarming because if you read your Bible, if you study your Bible, you will know that mm -mm, this idea that that whole idea, lawlessness and anarchy runs way contradictory to the Bible for a believer. We need to pay attention to what's going on. If we want this union to survive, I enjoy this country. I'm not a I'm not a proselyte of the United States of America. I'm a believer in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this country has afforded me great freedom. I would like to see that continue not only for me, for my children, Lord willing, my grandchildren and yours as well. Stay frosty, people.